אוקיי רבותיי, we are starting the new מסכת, מסכת ביצה, בסייעתא דשמיא דמסכת, it's been dedicated for הצלחה of שמואל בן יהודית ומשפחתו. And of course we begin today on דף בית, we start from the first משנה. משנה begins ביצה שנולדה ביום טוב. אוקיי. We have a uh, chicken, chickens lay eggs, and we had the chicken that laid an egg on Yom Tov. We want to know the status of this egg. So Beit Shammai says, you can eat it. And Beit Elel comes along and says, you can't eat it. Now, obviously, uh, the Gemara is going to have to give us a reason Gemara is going to give us about four reasons to explain the mahlokit between Bet Shammai and Bet Elan. Today's daf will get two out of the four reasons. That's really the main focus of today's daf, to really explain this first part of the Mishnah. Why is it, according to Bet Hillel, that an egg that is hatched and laid on Yom Tov, why wouldn't you be able to eat it? Pointing out that this is a case where Bet Hillel is more mahmir than Bet Shammai. It's one of the exceptional cases. If you want to look at the top Tosfot, he just says, why didn't the Mishnah say, Bet Shammai matirim u betilel osrim? Why did it say, Te'achel lo Te'achel? Tosfot says, because if we would have said that, you would have thought that maybe the whole Mahloket is only by, uh, is it mukse or not? Uh, but maybe eating, everybody would say it's okay. So therefore the Mishnah is the God of its way to tell us, that the Mahloket is not only by Mukseh, but also by eating. The, tosfo, the Gemara, or the Mishnah, continues. Now this is not related to the first case, but it's another Mahloket between Bet Shammai and Bet Elel. Bet Shammai Omrim, Seor Bekezayet. What's the Shi'ur of Seor, which is, uh, let's say, uh, yeast, that you're not allowed to have in your possession on Pesach, uh, so what, or sourdough as we call it. So what would be the shi'ud? So Pechamai says kezayet. The hamez, but regular hamez, bekakotevet. That would be the shi'ud of a kotevet, which is a date. Or betelel omrim zebazeh bekezayet. Again, betelel, it's a second example in the Mishnah, that's why it said it, where betelel is mahmir. Kezayet is the smaller shi'ud. That ben beseor, ben behamez, shi'ud is kezayet. Third case in the Mishnah, shochet, if you slaughtered a haya, an animal, or a bird on Yom Tov, which is permissible, right? mutar on Yom Tov, it's ochel nefesh. But now you have the mitzvah of kisu yadam. So you're going to have to take dirt, and you're going to have to cover the blood. Take the deker. The deker is like the, uh, the shovel. And uh, dig the dirt and cover it. And do not make shechita lechatechila, elaim ken ayalu afar muchan mebe'od yom. Unless you had uh, prepared dirt from before Yom Tov. It means you had already the plow in the ground, or you had the shovel in the ground, and already it was, uh, it was prepared. Umodim, but everybody is modesh, she'im shachat, if you stored it already on Yom Tov, she'yachpor badek revichaseh, that nonetheless you should take the, sh- the shovel and cover it. She'efer kira muchanu. Now the Mishnah ends off with a random statement and says, and you should know 
that the ashes of an oven are prepared for this purpose. And the Gemara will explain who was talking about ashes of an oven from where did this, <coughs> where did this come from. We'll have to wait for the Gemara. Okay, Rabotai. So that's basically the Mishnah. We're going to go back to each one of these cases. You don't have to worry. But at least we know now the first case is the analysis of the next few pages. And now the question is, what is the mahlokit between Bet Shammai and Betel? The first sugya that we're going to learn in Maseket Besa is the sugya of Mukseh. That's going to be the whole issue over here. Is it Mukseh or not? And we have to see why it would be or not be Mukseh. So now the Gemara begins. Bemai Askina. So at the beginning, the Gemara wants to know, first of all, what's the case? If you're saying that this chicken that laid the egg <coughs> is a type of chicken that's what? That means it's standing to be eaten. So therefore it's not mukseh itself. Because it's destined to be slaughtered. That's your kabana. So therefore any animal or bird that's destined to be eating on Yom Tov does not have a status of mukseh. It has a status of what? Food. <clears throat> so therefore the Gebarah says, My So why does Betelel say that the egg that comes out of food, namely this chicken, why should it be mukseh? It's considered food that is separated from food. It's like cutting a piece of bread from a loaf of bread. Therefore, what comes from food is considered food. Especially if you slaughter the uh, chicken, the, 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 the egg that's inside is already permissible, which means, let's say there was a chicken there. When you slaughter the mother, it becomes uh, permissible uh, right away. So therefore, it's considered part of the food. So therefore, according to Betelel, it cannot be mukseh if the chicken itself, the mother, was omedet l'achila. So that cannot be the case. Ela legadel betzim. Ah, so we're talking about a chicken that actually is mukseh. Because it's only there for laying eggs. Therefore, your kavanah is not to eat the chicken. So therefore, it's not considered food. Well, my ta'amai de bet shamai. Then what's the reason why bet shamai is lenient? Muksehi. It's mukseh. Which means, we're assuming at this point that bet shamai agrees to the rules of mukseh, at least. And therefore, if this chicken is mukseh, because it's not destined to eat on Yom Tov, so therefore whatever comes out of it also is going to be a mukseh as well. The Gebarah says, wait, umay What's the question? Dilma bet let lehu mukseh. Maybe bet does not subscribe to the stringencies of mukseh. Now, of course, we cannot say bet does not agree with the concept of the mukseh at all, but we're going to see that there's different opinions on the stringencies of Mukseh. So therefore, maybe Bet Shammai took the lenient approach to Mukseh. <clears throat> therefore, if he took the lenient approach to Mukseh, that's why it's okay uh, to have this egg. The Gebara says, Kas al kadatin. At this point, when the Gebara is asking a question, Afilu man deshari benolad asur. Now there's another form of Mukseh, that the Gemara at this point is assuming is more stringent than the regular mukseh, And that is nolad. Nolad means something that was not in the world at the time that Shabbat Yom Tov came in, and it was born. It's worse than a regular case of mukseh because at least mukseh, the item is there, it's in the world, you can use it maybe. Now, here, 
wasn't even there. So we're assuming at this point, it's true. Even if you want to tell me that Bet Shemai doesn't hold the Mukseh, meaning he's leaning to the Mukseh. But Abotai, this is not any type of Mukseh. This is Nolad. And Nolad might be worse. And therefore the Gemara is asking, what's the reason the Bet Shemai? That means, even according to the lenient rabbi in Mukseh, which we learned in Masechet Shabbat, if you remember, is Rabbi Shimon. Rabbi Shimon is the rabbi that takes the leniencies of Mukseh, but still, he is Osir when it comes to uh, Nolad. <clears throat> and therefore, uh, his logic is that something that's there, that eventually uh, will have a usage, Rabbi Shimon is lenient, like we're going to see. But Nolad is not even here yet. So even Rabbi Shimon is going to be uh, Mahmir. And by the way, not only is that here, he doesn't know if it's going to be here. Who says that the egg is even going to be hatched today? So therefore, the Gemara is asking a question on two sides over here. What type of chicken are we talking about? Are we talking about a chicken that's food? If it's a chicken that's food, so food that comes from food, according to Betelel, should be mutab. Ah, we're talking about a chicken that's not food. It's for eggs. Beautiful. So therefore, why, why is Betchamai lenient? And don't tell me he's lenient because he doesn't hold of Mukseh. He holds of Nolad. Because we're assuming over that while well, you could be lenient in Mukseh, but could be you're still going to be strict in the laws of Nolad. That's the Gemara's question. The Gemara answers, Amar of Nachman. Amar of Nachman. Le'olam betzim. Really, the Mishnah's case is talking about it's a Mukseh chicken. It's not for food, the chicken. It's for eggs. Now I understand Betelel at least. Okay, the egg is Mukseh. Betelel says if the, egg, if the chicken is Mukseh, the egg that comes out of it is also Mukseh. Betelel makes sense. But the question is, what according to about Betchamai? I thought we just said that Betchamai, uh, although he doesn't hold of uh, Mukseh, but it is Nolad. But I answers, V'de'it le Mukseh, it le Nolad, U'delet le Mukseh, let le nolad. Okay? Bet Shammai is lenient in Mukseh. He holds like Rabbi Shimon. And if you're lenient in Mukseh at this point in the Gemara, you're lenient in nolad as well. Mukseh and nolad travel together. And therefore, since Bet Shammai subscribes to Rabbi Shimon, which is the lenient Shita in Mukseh, he'll subscribe also to what? Nolad that's being permissible. And Bet obviously, is going to hold like the stringent opinion by Mukseh, that's going to be the Bihuda. And therefore, if you hold like the stringent opinion, you're also obviously going to hold of nolad. And therefore, it's not. So at this point, if somebody asks you, what's the ma'loket in the Mishnah between Betchamai and Betelel? The subject is, imyesh din nolad. Betchamai yagid what? En nolad, en mukseh, en nolad. Therefore, the egg is going to be permissible. And Betelel will say, no, no, no. Yes, mukseh, yes, nolad. So therefore, it's going to be a problem. So the Gebra says... Bet Shammai can be Shimon, or Bet Elel can be Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon and Rabbi Yehuda, that was the opinion that we saw in Masechet Shabbat that they argued in the uh, stringencies of Mukseh. So we're going to say, Rabbi Shimon goes like the lenient opinion, Rabbi Shimon, and Bet Elel goes like the strict opinion, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Shimon, what's considered a lenient opinion? We're going to discuss. says, Umi Amal Lav Nachman. Does Rab Nachman say such a thing? Meaning, is it true this distinction that Rab Nachman uh, just made, that he came along and he told us 
that what? That we're talking about a Tanegolet that omitted the Gadil Betzim. And therefore, he wants to frame the Mahloket, that if you hold of Mukseh, you hold of Nolad, and if you don't hold of Mukseh, you don't hold of Nolad. Is that so? We have a Mishnah. Bet Shammai Umrim. Now we get to the laws of Shabbat. Magbihim me'ala shulhan atzamot v'kilipin. Guy ate food on Shabbat and his bones now. Non-edible bones. And kilipin. Kilipin is, let's say, shells. So therefore you want to get it off the uh, table. So therefore, Bet Telel comes along and says, Bet Shammai says, Mutar. Why? There's no mukseh. So therefore, even though these things are not fit for anything, they're not fit for consumption, it's permissible to move them off the table. So he says, no. You could lift the tabla. Tabla is like the, the table or the, the wood that's above the table. Shake it off and they'll fall off. But you cannot actually handle them directly. And now the Gemara comes along and says, And Rav Nahman, when it came to this Mishnah, Rav Nahman commented and said, Anu, he switched it. He said, that Mishnah over here that has Betelel being the stringent one, it's not so. Our Girsa is, and our tradition is, that Betelel is the stringent one by Mukseh, and Betelel is the lenient one. Again, Anu en nanu ila Betelel kerebi Yehuda, u Betelel be Shimon, which means we don't go like that Mishnah, which means that Mishnah that we just quoted with the shells and the bones, it got it, it's got it backwards. And therefore, I heard from my rabbis that actually Bet is the Mahmir and Bet is the lenient. Now hold it. Nahman, you just told us a second ago that the, to reconcile our Mishnah, you made Bet lenient in Mukseh and you made Bet the stringent one. But you yourself, when we quoted the Mishnah in Mazikat Shabbat, the bones and the shells, you said, oh, no, 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 my tradition is different. But Shammai is Mahmir by Muqsim, but is Mekel. So therefore, how, how, how can you say two things, Rav Nachman? So, Rav Nachman. So, Rav Nachman says, what are you talking about? I can say two things because I said it in two different places. You can't catch me from what I said in Masikat Betzah to what I said in Masikat Shabbat. It's two different rules. Why? We have in Masechet Shabbat a Stam Mishnah. What's a Stam Mishnah? A Stam Mishnah is the Mishnah with nobody arguing. And we have a rule. Halakha Kistam Mishnah. And we also have a rule. Halakha Kibet Hillel. So therefore, if I got a Stam Mishnah in Shabbat, that takes the opinion of Rabbi Shimon, and I know also that we normally follow Betelel, so therefore in Masechet Shabbat at least, I'm going to want to pair up Betelel with Rabbi Shimon to make it the Halakha, Odpa'am, Halakha Kistam Mishnah. And we have a Mishnah in Masechet Shabbat, Kistam Rabbi Shimon. And we also know Halakha Kibet, Hillel. So therefore, I'd rather make Betelel following the Stam Mishnah, and therefore I'd say that he's the lenient opinion in Mukseh. Now, how do you, where do we have the Stam Mishnah? The Tnan. Here's the Mishnah. Mehatechin etadilu'im lefneh abbehemah. Which means, uh, you have over here, adilu'im uh, is gourd. Obviously, these gourds were cut from before Shabbat. You're allowed to cut it up 
in order to give it to the animal. That's not a mukseh issue. Uh, she says that's an issue of tadha, that we don't say it's considered a uh, toil to cut it up, or Tosfot says we don't consider it that, that you're making it edible. The reason why you cut it up is so the animal will be able to eat it. It's not a problem even the toil, or Tosfot says it's not a problem that you made it food on Shabbat. But now we get to the mukseh case. And it says, You're allowed to feed a nebela. Nebela, let's say, is an animal that died on Shabbat. You didn't slaughter it. Going into Shabbat, it was alive. Now on Shabbat, it died. <coughs> Therefore, what? This nebela over here, you're allowed to feed it to your dogs. Now hold it. How can you feed it to your dogs? Even though, Ben it was not really standing for feeding it to the dogs. And still, what? It's going to be permissible. Why? Because it's going like Rabbi Shimon. That is lenient in the case of Mukseh. And therefore what? Huadin, he will be the opinion that will say that you're able to move the shells and the bones off the table. And therefore what? We have a Stam Mishnah, which says a Nevela that becomes a Nevela on Shabbat, you can feed it to the dogs. That Stam Mishnah is going like who? Obviously to be Shimon. So therefore now we have another Mishnah that mentioned that Betelel is strict in Mukse. Wait. Now we have a contradiction because we know Betelel. So therefore Rav Nachman says in order to reconcile the Halakha we're going to say in Shabbat Hillel Betelel is the lenient rabbi of Mukse, and he'll be allowed you to take bones off the table. Why? Because that concurs with the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. So, in the laws of Shabbat, I'll say it even clearer. Betelel is lenient in Mukseh. So he says, What's Yom Tov? Yom Tov is Masikhet Betza. Over here. We didn't learn this Mishnah yet, but we're going to learn it right now. That we have a Mishnah Masikhet Yom Tov. That is Stam. And we know halakha is like Stam Mishnah. But this Stam Mishnah, Masichet Yom Tov, follows the opinion of who? Rabbi Yehuda, which is the strict opinion. Why? What does he say, Rabbi Yehuda? We're talking about over here, a person needs fuel. On Yom Tov, you're allowed to make a fire for cooking purposes. So therefore, guys got wood. However, where is he getting this wood from? From beams. These beams were already designated for what? For building purposes. They, you know, piled up in order to, uh, to build. Or let's say you have a beam that broke on Yom Tov. Now, now it's worthy to, 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 to you know, to, to, to use as fire. But it did not go into Ben Hashemashot like that. And therefore we have a general rule that says that anything that went into Ben Hashemashot, Mukseh, like this beam, so therefore it remains Mukseh for the rest of Yom Tov. And therefore what? This is a Stam Mishnah Masechet Metzah that's saying you cannot use these woods for fuel. Because obviously it's subscribing to the opinion of what? Mukseh. And who's that like? Rabbi Yehuda. So Rabbi Nahmat says, wait, I got a Stam Mishnah on Yom Tov. And the Stam Mishnah on Yom Tov is being more Mahmir than in Mukseh, which is Rabbi Yehuda. So therefore I want again concur with the Stam Mishnah in Yom Tov. Therefore, I'm going to say that Betelel in Yom Tov is going to be strict in Mukseh. So again, basically, I'm not saying, I, I'm well aware of this contradiction. 
Sometimes I say Betelel is lenient in Mukseh, and sometimes I say strict in Mukseh. I say that Betelel is lenient in Mukseh on Shabbat. And I say that Betelel is strict in Mukseh on Yom Tov. Now that's strange, obviously. Shabbat, we know, is more strict than Yom Tov. Shabbat is Chayab Mitah, meaning not in Mukseh, but in general. Mashiach and Yom Tov is just a love. So the Chayorah, why would Betelel or Rab Nachman be more strict on a lenient Yom Tov and be more lenient on a strict Shabbat. So the Gemara right away asks that question. The Gemara comes along and says, first of all, read the third line. Mukim la lebetel ke rabbi Yehuda. Mechti. Man stamel lematnitin rabbi. Now, who's the rabbi that made stam mishnas? Well, who's the rabbi that made all the mishnayot? Rabbi. So the question is, why when it came to Shabbat, did he make a stam mishnah like Rabbi Shimon? And why, when he came to Yom Tov, he made a Stam Mishnah like the Biyuda? Mai shena be Shabbat, the Satam Nan Kerebi Shimon, Umai shena be Yom Tov, the Satam Nan Kerebi Yehuda. That's the question. And the logic of Stam Mishnah is why is Halakhaka Stam Mishnah? Because it sounds like it's the unanimous opinion. That's why he wrote Stam, meaning everybody agrees. So therefore, it's like the Rabim. So therefore we take that opinion. But the question is, why did the Be'uda Nasi, when he redacted Mishnayot, why did he write two different stamps that contradicted themselves in Mukseh? Amre, for the exact reason that I told you is the reason why we're going to be lenient on Shabbat. Because Shabbat is so strict, you can be lenient. Because people are not going to fool around with Shabbat. Shabbat de Hamida, Shabbat that is strict. Velo atel zilzuleba. If you're going to be lenient in Mukseh, they're not going to come take advantage because they know Shabbat is already strict. Satam lan kerebi shimon. The mekel, therefore we took the mekel opinion. However, Yom Tov, the kil, Yom Tov that already is more lenient. You're allowed to cook on Yom Tov. You're allowed to carry on Yom Tov in certain cases over there. Or chenepesh. And we have also, um, uh, it's, it's not punishable by your sekila. So we're worried that if you're going to be more lenient in the laws of Mukseh, other by the people are going to come to be more lenient in the rules of, of, of Yom Tov. Beautiful. So at this point, about that we have a mahalach. The mahalach in the Mishnah is what? It's a Mukseh issue. It's a Mukseh on Yom Tov issue. And Betelel is more mahmir on Mukseh of Yom Tov, then he is a Mukseh on Shabbat, and that's Rav Nachman's answer, and we have, a, we, have a, we, have, we have an understanding. So Gabbara comes along and says, wait, Bemai o Kimta? We're questioning. How did you establish the Mishnah? Betanegolet ha'omedet legadel betzim. Back. You talk, the case was told about, the actual chicken itself was Mukseh, because it was legadel betzim, it was for producing eggs. Beautiful. Why did you jump to the egg? Why shouldn't the mahluk be by the chicken itself? The Mishnah doesn't say, Betshamai will be lenient because he doesn't know the mukseh. And Betel will say, Mami, what do you got to get to the egg for? Just talk about the, the chicken itself. I mean, the chaurah, the chicken itself has, its, has a law. Why did you skip the chicken and why did you go to the egg? 
the Bet Shammai. We want to show you the strength of leniency of Bet Shammai, the Benolad Shari. That not only is he lenient by Mukseh, which is the chicken, he's even lenient by Nolad. You remember we had a, a, a Habamina to think that even if you're lenient by Mukseh, maybe you'll be strict by Nolad because it wasn't even there. Kamashvan the Mishnah is saying, hold it. Bet Shammai is so lenient, he's even lenient by the egg. Of course, he's lenient by the chicken. The Hadushas, he's even lenient by the egg, which is Nolad. So the Gemara says, wait, if you're looking to show me strengths, which we tell me the other way. Give me the deen in the chicken and show me the strength of Betelel's stringency. To see, look how strict Betelel is. Forget about Nolad. He's even strict by the chicken itself, which is Mukseh. Why are you interested in showing me the strength of Bet Shammai's leniency? That is Matir, even the egg. Show me the strictness and the strength of Betelel's stringency that is also even the chicken. Maybe you're going to tell me, we have a general rule. Anybody can be Mahmir. You know how you be Mahmir? You just say, Asur. To be Mahmir, anybody can say Asur. But what? To say Mutar, that's already, you got to have strength. So the, always the bigger Hiddush is not the Mahmir. The, always the biggest Hiddush is going to be the Matir. So therefore, if I have a Mishnah, so therefore I'm going to want to say Betchamai's leniency, I'm going to want to highlight that, over Betelel's stringency. So how do I highlight Betchamai's stringency, uh, 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 leniency? I talk about the egg. And that's why we're talking about Betzah. Because we're talking about what? Nolad. And I'm showing you that Bet Shammai is lenient even by no like us. Maybe that's what you're going to tell me. The Bible says, By the way, what stopped the Mishnah from giving you both cases then? Give me the case of Tannegolet and Betzah. And say, Tannegolet ta'omedet legadil betzim. A Tannegolet that's standing to what? To produce eggs, which is it's a mukseh chicken. Regarding it and its egg, which means the Mishnah could have brought both cases. So now, bottom line, the Gemara is concluding its line of reasoning. Now, Nachman, you had a nice reconciliation for our Mishnah. You want to learn the Mishnah is a Mukseh issue, you want to learn it's a Nolad subject, but if it indeed is a Mukseh issue, the Mishnah should have discussed the Mukseh issue, not only the egg, but also the the and it didn't. Therefore, we got to get a better answer for the Mishnah. It's true, it makes sense what you're saying, Rabbi Nachman, but if what you're saying is true in the Mishnah, the Mishnah should have included the status of the egg and the chicken. And now, the Gemara is going to say, Ela. now what does Ela do? Ela rejects the answer that we just gave, and now we're going to give a new answer. What are we trying to answer, Rabotai? What is the mahloket between Bechamai and Betelel in the Mishnah? Ela Amar Raba. Raba. Le'ola betanegolet ha'omedet la'achila. Oh. First we change the premise. We're talking about a chicken that's standing to be eaten. Non-mukseh. 
right? If it's not mukseh, then already the egg that comes out should be called ochel de efrat, food that came out of food. And food that comes out of food, we said what? Like you cut a slice of bread. It should be permissible. Why should betelel be mahmir? It's not a mukseh issue anymore. Put mukseh away. It's not mukseh. So then what's the problem Oh, now we're making already an okimta. Okimta means we're making a, a, a certain establishment of the case. When I learned the Mishnah originally, what Yom Tov? Tuesday. I know Tuesday is Yom Tov. Any day Yom Tov. Now we say, no, 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 no. Yom Tov is a special Yom Tov. It's Yom Tov on a Sunday. Which means the Yom Tov that followed Shabbat. Wow. So now Rabotai, we're making two Okimtot in the Mishnah. Okimtot means two establishments, two premises. Premise number one, we're talking about a chicken that's for eggs. Finished. Premise number two is the Yom Tov that we're talking about is talking about Yom Tov that falls out on a Sunday. So I said it's correct. Which means, I'm going to repeat it now. When you read the Mishnah, read the Mishnah like this. A chicken that's destined for the eating purposes with non-mukseh. That gave birth to a betzah. Now what's the ma'lokar over here? If it's a tannegol that's omedet ha'achilah, so if it's Akhila, what comes out of it is Akhila, or I care when it's born. Do I care if it's born on a, 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 a Sunday, or a Tuesday, or a Wednesday? What do I care? Food that comes from food is not Mugzeh. You feel the new issue over here. An issue that you never thought of. Mishum hachana. It's preparation. You're preparing. You're not allowed to prepare from Shabbat to Yom Tov. You can't prepare from one day to the next, from Shabbat to Yom Tov. And therefore, somehow, an egg that's born on Sunday Yom Tov was prepared on Shabbat. Now, it was not prepared by human beings, obviously. I mean, how did you prepare it? This is being done from the Shammai. But nonetheless, even a hachana that's done by the Shammai, like God's genius creating the biology of a, uh, of a chicken that gives birth to an egg, that preparation is done on Shabbat. Now we get some Hidushim. Any egg that's born today, it was finished yesterday. Okay? That, uh, that's a Hidush over here, which means... That um, the factory that creates that egg was created on Shabbat. When did it come out? On Sunday. So therefore the hachana, the final preparations for that egg, was done on Shabbat. And he holds that what? That's called hachana. Oh, 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 go slow. She's going to discuss that. Which means... Seudat Yom Tov, you have to prepare, obviously, for Seudat Yom Tov. When do you have to prepare it? From the weekday. But you do not prepare Shabbat to Yom Tov. And that's the issue over here. Where, where do we know this from? 
We found the pasuk. May dichti v'hine. Bayom ha-shishi v'hechinu et asher yaviu. This is talking about in the Midbar. So remember they had the man. So it says, they prepared on Friday. V'hechinu et asher yaviu. What is it v'hechinu? They made a, uh, the Shia says, they made actually a verbal declaration. They had, let's say, food, let's say, Erev Shabbat. Erev Shabbat, they came along and said, Mikan ani ochel. They came along and they pointed to the food, like, oh, this is the food that I'm going to eat for uh, Shabbat. That's a, a form of preparation. Now, I don't have to tell me that they actually cooked it and they baked it, because already the Pasuk says that they did that. So obviously the Pasuk was coming to tell me they made a different type of preparation. Maybe you'll tell me when it says, Be'chinu, they just prepared the food, they put it in the oven. Now, I have a pasuk already that tells me that they had to do that before Shabbat. But now that she's telling me a bigger hadush, that part of hachana is before Shabbat, maybe, maybe we have a new halakha now. Before Shabbat, you got to go to every pot. This is for tomorrow's food. This is for tomorrow. Vechinu. Exactly. You have to make a, make, make a hachana. Oh. And when is that hachana done? On Friday. Friday is what? Hol. Ah, so you see what? Hachana for Shabbat, or for that matter for Yom Tov, same thing, Shabbat and Yom Tov. Hachana for Shabbat and Yom Tov has to come from where? Hol. Masha'en Ken. In the case of the egg that's being born on Sunday, the Hachana was done on Shabbat. And therefore, no good. Hol. Mechin le Shabbat. Meaning Friday, in that case. Hol. Could be Mechin for Shabbat. Vechol Mechin le Yom Tov. For that matter, the same thing. Hol would be Mechin. The Yom Tov. Ve'en Yom Tov mechin le Shabbat. Ve'en Shabbat mechina le Yom Tov. Either way, whether Yom Tov is on a Sunday, so therefore Shabbat cannot prepare for Sunday, or whether Yom Tov is on a Friday, Yom Tov cannot be prepared for Shabbat. Rule is, Hachana can only be done behol. Hachana is hold to Shabbat. Hold to Yom Tov, but not Yom Tov to Shabbat or Shabbat to Yom Tov. And therefore, Rabotai, we have a, we have a new Mahalach in Mishnah. If somebody asks you, hey, what's this Mahalach in Mishnah? Don't you know how eggs are hatched? Don't you know the logic of how eggs are born? A born an egg that's born today was already prepared the day before. Okay, so what? And our Mishnah is talking about Yom Tov on a Sunday. So therefore, the egg was prepared in Shamaim on Shabbat. And therefore, you had a, what's called a Hachana. Although it's a passive Hachana, but it's Hachana nonetheless. And therefore, in Shabbat, Mechin, the Yom Tov. And Bet Shammai says, what? It's okay. That's the Mahlokit. Can you have a Hachana on Shabbat to Yom Tov? That's the Mahlokit, Bet Shammai and Bet Elil. Abayir is not so comfortable with this answer. Abayir says, Amar Leh. Now, by the way, this side point, and she points this out, Joey asked this question, somebody asked this question. You don't need a hachana for a weekday meal. Let's say I'm eating uh, Tuesday. So, <laughs> you're preparing, uh, uh, you need to make a hachana from, uh, uh, from, uh, from uh, 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 a weekday meal? No, on, only hachana subjects are subject to Shabbat Yom Tov, Yom Tov Shabbat, but I guess the weekday meal is not considered a chashuv that they said already it needs a uh, 
Hakana from before. The, the, the she, we have, you don't have to say, Mikanani Holek, Olek, Ochen, like we said. If you look at the she, the she's last short was over here, because, because otherwise, otherwise maybe you'll tell me that uh, you can't eat an egg on a weekday. Sunday. Regular, regular Sunday. Regular Sunday. An egg was born on a Sunday. So I said, oh, it's prepared from Shabbat. Right. It was a very Shabbat. How could you eat it on Sunday? Because know, the, the rule over is the food of, 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 of Hall is not already subject to the laws of Hakana. Exactly. Kodesh to Kodesh, not uh, Kodesh to Hall. That's the rule that as she says. Otherwise, we'll be able to eat eggs on Sunday. Because she always would say, oh, it was prepared on, uh, oh, you can eat eggs the day after uh, Yom Tov. No, you can. Uh, Shabbat and, and Yom Tov have subjects of Hakana, but not Hall. Very good. Now, the question of Abaye. Right, because it's Kodesh, because it's Kodesh. The Saudab holds not Hashuv, that's going to be subject that you need a, a that it gets affected by a Hachana, you have to prepare it from hole to hole. No. Amar le Abaye, el ha-me'ata, yom tov be'alma tishtere. Oh. Now, you got to go back to our Mishnah about time, be honest with yourself for a minute. When the Mishnah says, betsa shenodah be'yom tov, it said yom tov. Did it say Yom Tov, Ara Shabbat? For my Mishnah, it sounds like Yom Tov means any Yom Tov. Even if Yom Tov falls out on a Tuesday. Now hold it. If Yom Tov falls out on a Tuesday, so it means the egg was prepared when? Monday. So what's the problem? Hol mechin the Yom Tov. Which means if you're right, Rabbah, if you're right, and you're giving the reasoning of our Mishnah, it's because Shabbat is being mechin. For Yom Tov, so therefore then on a Yom Tov in the middle of the week it should be permissible. And our Mishnah sounds like it's forbidden. Because the Mishnah was not Mechalek. Yomara says, uh, I'll tell you. Yezera, Mishum Yom Tov, Achar Shabbat. You know why? We made a Gezerah. By the way, Rabbis can make Gezerot. Are you allowed, according to Betelel, to eat an egg that was born on Sunday Yom Tov. No, it's a Sumana Torah, according to Betadel. It's a Sumana Torah. Why? Machana. Machana on Shabbat. Beautiful. So you know what Betadel says? I'm not going to even allow you to eat an egg that was born on a Tuesday. Even though it was, it was prepared on Hol Atu Sunday Yom Tov. That's why. The, so then when you read the Mishnah, it's saying to Dinim. It's saying it the Oraita Din and the Rabbanandin. In the Mishnah. Betzah Shinoda be Yom Tov. Hey, when? Depends. If it's Yom Tov, Shahal be Yom Ishon, Asumna Torah, Lefi Betelel. And if it's born on Yom Tov, regular Tuesday, Asumna Rabbanan Gizera. Oh, so the Gabbara says, wait. Shabbat de Alma Tishtari. No, wait. Same question. An egg that's born on Shabbat should be permissible. On a regular Shabbat. Why? Because when it was prepared, Friday. But again, it sounds like from our Mishnah that it's not being mehalik, that even Shabbat and Yom Tov of a regular day that's not preceded by Yom Tov is going to be forbidden. Yabrah says, Gezerah Mishum Shabbat Ahad Yom Tov. And we give it the other way. It's a Gezerah Mishum Shabbat Ahad Yom Tov. Which means, let's say, Friday is Yom Tov and Shabbat. Then it's going to be forbidden on Shabbat. Because it was prepared on Yom Tov. So we make a Gizran all Shabbats at to Yom Tov to Shabbat. 
So now you got the Tidim of Erebodai. Now, according to Betelel, an egg that's hatched, whether it's hatched on a regular Shabbat or whether it's hatched on a regular Yom Tov, is going to be Asur Gezera Atu Yom Tov Shehaliyot Be Sunday or Yom Tov Shehaliyot Be Friday. Is that din Good. Rabbi, Or you could argue and say that Bet Shammai holds that maybe Hachana Bide Shammai is not considered Hachana. Could be a regular Hachana as a problem, but it's Hachana Bide Shammai, it's an egg. So that, that's what the Mahlokan is, Hachana Bide Shammai. Okay, now we get to one more point about time. Umi Gazlinan? So basically you tell me why we make a Zerot. Do we make a Zerot? Veha Tanya. We have a Braita. What does the Braita say? New, new story in Abotai. The guy made shechita on a tannegolet. It didn't, nothing hatched over here. You had a, a chicken and you made shechita on it. Anything wrong with it so far? Nothing. Happened to be in the, in the womb of the uh, chicken. You found eggs. Eggs that were already developed. Mutarot le'ochlam b'yom tov. You can eat them. What's the case? Simple case. Let's assume a regular case before you get into a deep case. It was a Tuesday. Yom Tov was on a Tuesday. Are you allowed to slaughter chickens on Yom Tov? Yes. You slaughtered it. What happened? You find an egg in there. So, what does the halakha say? Eat it. Hold it. Hold it. Why don't you say that we should make a gizirah? That if you're going to eat the egg on a Tuesday, you might come to eat the egg when Yom Tov comes out on a Sunday. I thought you just told me you make gizerot when it comes to eating eggs on Yom Tov. And here we have a case where a lot of eat to eat an egg on Yom Tov. Oh, that's going to be the Gemara's answer. But before you get to the Gemara's answer, ask, ask yourself a strong question. Hold it, hold it, hold it. What's the case? The case is talking about where the egg came out on a Tuesday. Eggs on Tuesday anyway is asud because of a gezerah. So now you're making a gezerah to a gezerah, meaning you're going to say like this. An egg that came from an animal that you slaughtered on a Tuesday, we're going to make a gezerah if it was hatched on Tuesday. And hatched on Tuesday is asud if it will be hatched on Sunday. It's a gezerah, it's a gezerah. Understand the Gizera, the question I'm asking? It's Rashi's question. I'll say the question again. Over here, you made Shechita. And you found an egg inside. So we're saying, oh, we should Osir Shechita, and you find an egg inside, Atu, if it hatched. Good. And hatching is going to be as soon as a Tuesday, Atu, if Yom Tov comes out on a Sunday. That's called the Gizera, the Gizera. So that she says, the case is not like I told you where it was on Tuesday. The case must be talking about where you slaughtered a chicken on a Sunday, Yom Tov. So therefore, it's not a gezerah, it's one gezerah. 
I should make a gezerah, shechitat off on a Sunday, atu if it was late on a Sunday. And if it was late on a Sunday, it's a subedoraita, because of achana. But here it's saying that we don't make such a gezerah, that if I slaughtered an animal, a chicken on a Sunday, am I allowed to eat the eggs? Yes. Why don't you make a gezerah, atu? If you're right, Rava, that you're making gizirot all over the place, right, make a gizirah that if it would be born on that day. Make a gizirah, shechita atuleda. What's the law if I slaughter a chicken and I find eggs in it? Can I eat it on Yom Tov? Yes. Why? If it was hatched, can I eat it on Yom Tov? No. Why don't you make a gizirah? We're making gizirah all over the place. You tell me. We're making a gizirah on a regular Yom Tov to Sunday. We're making a gizirah on Shabbat to Friday. You make gizirah all over the place. Now when it comes to this over here, you don't make a gizirah? Shechita atuleda. But when we do shechita, it was not hechim yesterday? If I do shechita and the egg is whole, it's not mechim. Behold, it was not consider, it was not biologically mechim from Shabbat the day before. It's only when it's born that it was prepared yesterday. Correct. It's, it's still it's still in the stomach. Exactly. It's still in the stomach. And when was it prepared? and and when was it prepared? Doesn't have to be prepared. Maybe 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 as a din of ochen. The, 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 the chicken was was omed laachila. The chicken was omed laachila. So therefore, the, 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 whatever's inside was omed laachila. Even if it was, even if it was born, if if the if the if the was omer laachila and it laid the egg, but still, still hakana issue, still hakana issue. So the Gemara says, Amale, and this is your answer, Joe. Betzim gemurot b'me'e iman milta de la shkichai, or milta de la shkicha lo gazura banan. Amale answer. It's not common that you're going to have, when you make shaita, find eggs that are complete in the, um, you know, in the, what do you call it, in the, uh, in the womb. It happens, but it's rare. So to come along and make a gezerah on that case, add to a different case, who said that case is going to happen? It's such a rare case. So therefore, I only make eggs that are born and hatched, that's common. Therefore, I can make a gezerah. A hatched egg on a Tuesday, add to a Sunday. It happens all the time. That's how eggs come into the world, the hatch. But the eggs are going to be coming out of a shaita that you want to make a gezerah, shaita atu. Don't, uh, you know what I'm saying? Now, if you just look at, uh, Rashi, Rashi over here, by the way, goes out of his way to come and tell me where do we know this concept? Just say you have it in your record books. How do you know this concept that we don't gozer gezerah le gezerah? Which means, of course the rabbis are allowed to make gezerot. Oh, let, let's prove that first. Who says the rabbis are allowed to make gezerot? Torah says it's mutar, it's mutar. Where, where the rabbis come along? Because the pasuk says, ba'asum mishmeret le mishmarti. What does that mean? God says, make a fence. Make a fence for my, uh, for my eye. Make a fence, a, a guard to protect my Torah. No problem. So that she says, Asu mishmeret le mishmarti velo mishmeret le mishmeret. But don't make offense for your fence. That's already called a gezerah, the gezerah. So that's, that's, that's true. So now, this is the, uh, the sugya here now. 
Your question, David, is the bottom Tosfot, by the way. Look at the bottom Tosfot. Metad Eloshkeya Vekashe Delma Imlo Shachta Itan Nolda Yom Imkem Etmol Gamra Le Veteaser Belogezerah Mesafek Let's get a simple question, similar question. Hey, what about the Hakana issue over here? Which means, bottom line, there was a Hakana story. So he says, it's only when it's born, it's considered a problem of Hakana. Okay, so let's review. This is the sugya after today. At this point, if somebody asks you, Abotai, I learned the first Mishnah, Masekah Bitzah today. Bitzah Shenodah Biyom Tov. What is the basis of the Mahloket? At this point, you have two answers, Rav Nachman and Rabbah. Rav Nachman's answer is, Nolad issue. It's a Nolad issue. Why? It's a regular Yom Tov. It's a regular case of Yom Tov. And since this item was not in the world when Yom Tov came, Betelel is going to say, hey, you got, you got a problem over here. This is a problem of uh, a Nolad. And therefore, it's, a, uh, it's an issue. And we're talking about an, a chicken, obviously, that's not omed ta'akhila. Because it's omed ta'akhila, is akhila, the finish. It's cutting bread from bread. And Bet Shammai is going to say, what? No, I don't hold the nolad. I'm lenient. You're lenient? You don't hold the muqseh, you're lenient? And Bet Shammai, Bet is strict. Bet is strict when it comes to Yom Tov's muqseh, at least. And as we saw that when it came to Shabbat's muqseh, it was a little more lenient. Why? Because... Shabbat, that's chamur already, you could tolerate some leniencies. We're not worried about people taking advantage. That's the first malach in the Mishnah. Second answer in the Mishnah, it's not a muqseh issue. And what's the proof it's not a muqseh issue? Because the Mishnah is talking about an air, a chicken that's omed la'akhila. It's omed la'akhila. How can bread from bread be azur? Ah, you know why? You forgot a new issue we introduced. No, hakana. Hakana means that the food that you eat on Shabbat or Yom Tov has to be prepared from hall. And therefore, in this case over here, when the chicken laid an egg on Yom Tov, Sunday, we talk about the case of Sunday, it was prepared already on Shabbat. That's the way eggs work. And we're going to make a Gezerah, Tuesday hatched egg, Atu Sunday. But we're not going to make a Gezerah if you slaughter an egg, a chicken, we're not going to make a gizera on that, that what, that if you slaughter it, atu leda, because slaughtering, to find an egg in the womb is not shkiyah. Ad kan, baruch amen.